Yeah. Live from Phoenix, Arizona, and stand up live, this is the final episode of the... Gentlemen's Dojo! Dojo. I think they're applauding because it's our final episode. They're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> well, welcome. Thank you, guys. We're here at Stand Up Live in Phoenix for the All Things Comedy Podcast Festival. Yes. And this nice audience of almost 72,000 people just saw a screening of your new documentary, Steve, called... Always Amazing. And the star of that movie is here with us live on stage. How about a big round of applause for the amazing Jonathan? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, no, th- this is uh, this is all visual. This isn't taped. <laughs> so I can't do any visual humor. All right. Uh, why is it the last episode of 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 your podcast? Uh, well, listen, I think uh, we are all on to other things, and uh, you know, we're very busy, and uh, nobody's listening. So those two things uh, really were the idea of the podcast going away. You know, we're all very busy, and we have no listeners. Yes, we have as many listeners as we have microphones. So that is why this thing is coming to a crashing halt. And you have a guy like this in the front row from Saved by the Bell, who doesn't give a shit about our show, but he's here. Kidding. That's why it's ending. Yeah, but yeah. we couldn't think of a better way to end it than having you on as our final guest. Yeah, I can end, for the- I can end anything. <laughs> <laughs> People call me all over the world. I fly to end, end things. <laughs> yeah. um, well, you all saw the film. Do we have any questions at all for, for Jonathan at all after having seen it? Do you have any questions, any thoughts that you guys would like to share at all? Can I just say no questions about my health or comedy, though, just before we... <laughs> It's like, it's like when I remember hearing uh, the cast from Gilligan's Island going on a, a morning radio station and like Ginger, Tina Louise would be like, I don't want to talk about Gilligan's Island. It's like, what the fuck yeah, else yeah, is there? Like, just like, uh, all your other <laughs> stuff, yeah. All your other projects. Paul, Can I just... Do you know that, that, that Paul Shear, that comedian? He told me once that he, uh, that, that Tom Selleck, they were doing that, that sketch show. Uh, I forget, him and Aziz had a sketch show on MTV years ago and Tom Selleck wanted to do a sketch on their show. And the agent reached out to Paul and said, listen, when you talk to Tom, you can't mention Magnum P.I. No mention of Magnum P.I., no sketches about Magnum P.I. He doesn't want to talk about Magnum P.I. He goes, okay, all right, (laughs) fine. He goes, all right, so here's how you contact him. He's like, all right, how do do I contact him? He's like, you got to email him. He's like, all right, what's the email? It's Magnum P.I. 77. (laughs) (laughs) That's like, don't hassle the Hoff. Don't Don't hassle the Hoff. By the way, I will say this. It it was one of the kind of maybe most uncomfortable moments in the movie, which is when, uh, towards the end, you mentioned that you only had a year to live, and there's a woman that laughed, which I thought was, I mean, you know, I I think somebody... That was was, my doctor, too. (laughs) 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 so is there any do, do you guys have any thoughts you'd like to share with jonathan i could come down here obviously but do we have any questions this at one, all Steve after right having here, watched gentleman? it what's this that guy right here had a question yep. 
Yes, sir. I was just curious exactly how many booby traps your house does have. How many what? Booby traps. My how house, many booby traps? My house is so rigged up. It, no, it's been on a few TV shows like uh, the, that good house housekeeping that show. But they, I have stuff in, in every room that will. Fr I like to scare people a lot. And uh, the first thing I put in my my house was a doll. I took a little kid's doll, ripped the dress, bloodied it up, messed up the hair, put it in a really beautiful display case, which is about eye level. And, and invariably, everybody's drawn to this doll. Like, what's the story about this? Alex like has been raped, right? And so the closer they get to it, it's, it starts to come alive in the case. It's like, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> I, all it is is a doll stick I have on the other side of the wall, and I'm just plunging. But <laughs> the doll just thrashes, and, and it just, they just drop to the ground. They're so afraid of this thing, you know. And I kept a little camera in there. I get every, everybody's reaction. I got Robin Leach. I got David Brenner. All these famous people going, ah, 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 you know, just, but uh, yeah, the whole house is rigged up. Uh, it's beautiful. Like you saw the cow painting that gives milk. Uh, every painting in my house does something like that, you know. But uh, beautiful stuff. I just like, I like to scare people a lot. Did you have a question, bud? Uh, I was kind of surprised. Don't take the microphone from my fucking hand out. <laughs> I was surprised in the documentary that uh, the people saying that how much better they thought you would have been without any drug use. Yeah, those are two people who have never done drugs, by the right? way. <laughs> Seriously. Penn Gillette has never done a drug, nor will he let anybody in his house. You know, he's... Uh, he's, he's so anti-drug. And David Copperfield, never having seen cocaine... <laughs> uh, it's two people who what can you say you, you can't explain to them you know it's, I'm not saying you know in the back of my head I'm going are they right you know there's that little voice back there but a, a couple lines will get rid of that <laughs> any questions over here anybody anybody over here yeah where here we go oh god this guy doesn't stick out like a sore thumb holy shit <laughs> is this Halloween or is this real? I, I was just actually uh, kind of curious. What was your favorite trick that you like to perform? What's well, my favorite trick, trick that yeah. I perform? Uh, anything that's new. Anything. I love doing new stuff. Um, Gary doesn't. Yeah. Hey, Anna. Same shit for Anna, 20 years. In, Jesus in my scooter basket, in my, there's, a, there's those strings. Can you bring those strings up? I'll show you. No, it's not razor blades. It's even worse. It's, uh, no, I like scaring people. I mean, like I said, the, the scarier the tricks, the better. I just learned this new one. I'll show it to you. It's really cool. It's, uh, but I'll show you. I'll show you. It's good. Other than that, uh, uh, how, do, how does it feel? Because I, I never asked you this. How does it feel when you hear Penn saying the potential of what you had may have been harbored by... Yeah. She hates it. My wife hates yeah. Penn for that. We used to, she, she used to love Penn, but after he said that, I don't know. I think that is funny. When he was saying the fifth time I've heard, heard he was going to die, yeah. the sixth time, I laughed. I thought that was funny because it's true. You know, I've sit around waiting. A year goes by, and you're still there, and you, you find yourself making it like, geez, I shouldn't be here. You know, you feel guilty about it after three years. You're like, why am I still here? It's just like, was it misdiagnosed? You know, but it, trust me, the way I live... They weren't far off. <laughs> <laughs> drugs are not the answer, by the way. Drugs is the question, and the answer is yes. 
<laughs> yeah. Did you get them? Where did, where, where did she go? Oh. Yes, yes. Sorry. Yeah. How old are you? How old am I? I am 32. <laughs> so it doesn't do much for your looks, but... <laughs> no, I, I am 60. I just turned Steve, how did this process come about 60. with you and the film and everything? Uh, the process okay. came about because Joel Osborne and I... J Jonathan was the second comedian I ever featured for. I was at Charlie Goodnight's back-to-back -back two weeks, and I did Brian Regan and then Jonathan, and Jonathan and I and Joel, we all got along really well, and the first few times I came out to California, I crashed with Jonathan, and when I heard that he was making a return to stage after the diagnosis, I thought, what a great opportunity to perhaps tell this story, but not only that, I thought the story really was about their friendship with, with Joel and, um, and uh, Jonathan, so that's how it kind of happened. Okay. <laughs> Pull one string. Pull one string? Pull another string. Pull it. Pull another string. Pull. Feel that? Is it real? Is it sharp? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Thank God Holy that worked. Holy fuck! What the? <laughs> Holy shit, dude! <laughs> Isn't that cool? That is wild. <laughs> yeah, that's a new one. I've been working on. Fucking great. One time it didn't work. It, it, it seriously didn't work. <laughs> oh. He'll he'll autograph those strings for you at the end of the night. You can just take them home. Yes, you have a question, sir? Has the microphone fall ever gone awry? Yeah, I hit Dick Van Dyke with the microphone just recently. Just recently, I, I did the mic kick where I throw the mic down and I kick it back up with my foot. Well, the mic came out of the stand. Dick Van Dyke's in the front row, right in oh. the head. And I kicked him right in the head, man. Oh, my God. There's no recovering after that. Just from that, it's like... <laughs> He's 92, right? I mean, he's yeah, he's 90. really old. He's, yeah. but but he's he's pretty cool. Would have been cool to like kill Dick Van Dyke though. Yeah, he's still with it. He's still with it enough to be hurt and hate me for it. Yeah. <laughs> so somebody not to sidetrack. Somebody had a great joke about Dick Van Dyke about the show Eight is Enough. Somebody said, "Who would believe that some woman would fuck Dick Van Dyke eight times?" <laughs> Isn't that, Isn't that Dick Van Patten? Dick Van Patten. Dick Van Patten. <laughs> we'll you edit that out. That's Dick Van <laughs> we'll edit that out along with I, Patrick's I question about how we titled the fucking dojo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anybody else have a question at all? Yes? Okay. Or Who's here. closer? Hold on. I'll come down. I'll, I'll get everybody in here. Here. Sorry. Okay. Great facial hair. Yes. Yes. You said you like really scaring people. What's the best prank you've pulled on someone off stage? Uh, on, on stage? Off, off stage. stage. You want to see? Where are you, sir? Come over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you this. And I'm only going to show you. This is called the idiot magnet, I call this. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. This is cool. You got to see this. Now, check this out. This is called the idiot magnet. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
You know what the best the, the, the best scare I've ever gotten? <laughs> the best time I ever scared someone was my ex-wife, and it was the easiest scare in the world. I had no props with this. I simply, we were in a long hallway in a hotel room. She was opening the door. I, I looked at her like this, and I just like, went like this, looked past her, and I went, like and she thought someone was behind her, like, like running down the hall to kill her. I just went, if you look, if you look behind somebody and just go, it, it works so beautiful. It's just like, oh my God. Or this is another easy scare. When you're walking by the bathroom door and someone's in there, wham your hand against the door. And that a little amount of work for you causes this major chaos on the other side of the, of the it's like a ripple effect, you know? And by the time it reaches them, they fall off the toilet. They're just like, you motherfucker. Can you tell them the, the fortune cookie? Yeah, I have a fortune cookie that I have I made, and it's just, inside it says, you will fuck a clown. So <laughs> you give that to somebody, you switch it, they're real fortune cookie for yours when they're not looking, and then as they're reading it, you put a clown nose on. <laughs> and when they look up to show you what it says, you're like... <laughs> we have a question over here, sir, is it? Did you raise? I, saw, I thought I saw somebody over here raise their hand. Oh, yes, I'm sorry about that. Yes, sir, you had a question over here. Yeah, if you could ask a question, an honest question, and to anybody in the world, dead or alive, who, what, and they'd answer, they'd, they'd answer you what honestly is, back. The word who, would be what, alive, why? alive. That's the old joke. Who, what, and why? Who would I talk to if anyone dead or alive? Oh, and what man. would the question be, I guess, is the... Yeah, that's a tough one because my, like... Uh, probably Trent Reznor would be one of them. Uh, Trent Reznor? Or David Bowie would be a good one. I'd like to talk to Bowie. Um, I liked Alice Cooper at one time, I would like to... Not so much anymore, but when I was a kid, he was the man, you know, that's why... My, Steve Martin, okay, Steve Martin. Definitely Steve Martin. Even though he's not supposed to be real funny offstage, I think we would have a lot in common. You know? Well, he started off as a magician, right? It yeah, he started off as a magician. He used to street perform. He, has a, he likes art, and uh, I know a guy named Art. And, um, and we just have a lot, of, a lot of stuff in common. Were those, your influ who are, were those some of your influences coming up when you were a yeah, kid? Yeah, Steve Martin. Well, I, was, I wasn't a kid coming up with Steve Martin. I was, he was like, I was like uh, in my 30s, I think, when he was up. But I mean, Monty Python, I used to watch. And I did get to recently have lunch with uh, John Cleese. I went to lunch with John Cleese this year, you know? Oh my God. Why are you clapping cool. for that? That he ate yeah. food with a celebrity? Fuck yeah, it was a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Curly fries, motherfucker. Patrick wants to know how the service was. <laughs> It was Dick Van Patten. He was the coolest. <laughs> he was the coolest guy, you know. I mean, just 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 really humble. You know, I just love my. I used to love Monty Python growing up. I I, I still do. They, they were great, and I got to I, do coke with Eric Idle. How cool is that? <laughs> three in the morning. Three in the morning. I get a call from Robin Williams and Eric Idle saying, "We know you have something." I'm like, <laughs> "Why, yes, I do. Come over." What's your favorite Robin Williams memory? Uh, okay, so the first, <laughs> I made a fool out of myself in front of Robin the first two times I met him really bad. I mean, I really looked like an asshole. 
the first time was my cousin came up to me and said, hey, Robin was talking to you about you on the radio this morning and saying how, how much he liked your, your show and admired you. And I'm like, wow. So the next time I saw Robin, I said, Robin, thanks for talking about me on the radio. He said, what are you talking about? And I said, this, yesterday morning, someone's heard you say, he says, no, that's Jonathan Winters. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, eh. So that's the first time. The second time, uh, I, we had done blow together, and I, he came up to me the next night and said, here, this is for you. Gives me a big vial of Coke, and I'm like, this is great. Thank you. And I start to walk away, and he's like, no, 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 no. Just do a bump and give me it back. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so that's, I'm surprised you ever talked to me after that, after those first two times. Uh, but it was pretty cool. Robin was, Robin was great until uh, he stopped doing drugs. We had nothing in common. <laughs> but, by the way, it's so funny because you grew up in Frazier. Yeah. I grew up in Warren. So we were, Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So I was, when, I, when I saw the movie for the first time and saw that you moved, you made that jump from Frasier to San Francisco. I mean, that's at, at how old you are. You were like 17, 18 years old after high school. That was a pretty ballsy move just to pack up with a buddy and just leave. I mean, was that a difficult well, decision? Well, I wasn't planning on doing that. I, this is my real plan was I was going to go to San Francisco. I was going to build a treehouse and live in the treehouse. <laughs> Now, I'm not a little kid dreaming about this. This is when I was like 18 or 19. <laughs> it's pretty embarrassing. But yeah, I brought the tools. I brought everything. I was going to live in a treehouse, pay no rent, and just stay in the woods. And, and, and that, that was my plan. Uh, so I ran out of money. Um, we got in an argument with the people who drove us out there, and they dr literally dumped us off it's on the side of the road. It's hard to believe that somebody who wanted to build a treehouse and live in it ran out of money. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, it was, I really liked the Swiss Family Robinson. I mean, that was a great movie. <laughs> was there was there a stigma about uh, prop comics, ma magic comics? Was, was there like uh, I didn't know about it. there was one, but I didn't know that, about it because I wasn't into, into into that yet. But I mean, I had to do magic on the streets because I needed money. I got dropped off on the side of the road and literally had to eat. Me and my uh, the girl that I was with, I did I didn't kneeled down and did street, Harry Anderson, I, I bumped into Harry Anderson, and he was out there doing street magic, and he took me under his wing, showed me how to do comedy, A. Whitney Brown showed me how to do comedy, they were both street performers, um, so I got to learn from them how to, uh, at, you know, pass the hat, and from then on, I was set for money, I mean, always, if I needed money, I'd go out on the street and work. Found so a better I, tree? Huh? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I upgraded to. I'm a, going oak this year, I went to the Redwoods. I went to. I went to. I moved to Muir, Muir Woods, which is a big neighborhood. Fancy. But the trees weren't under rent control, so you had to keep moving, which yeah. is crazy how full circle it comes. Because Steve and his family now live in a tree. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's fucking bomb. I got to meet the Keebler Elves. We were tight. What What is it um, like? I never asked you this, but what is it like for you, getting to watch? almost like a, you know, cool. a time it's, capsule. You, I'm not going to lie to you. It's, 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 it's awesome being able... I mean, it's like... You know when you make a video when you're doing promotion for a club and you want you, you make your own promo video? It's that times a million. You know, somebody else made it and you you did all the work. You, you guys, There's clips I've never seen or that didn't even know existed of me on the street and, and stuff like that. You dug up and, and I was like, wow, man, you you did your homework. You did a great job. I, 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 I've seen it about... Ten times now, and I've masturbated about six of those times. <laughs> I don't know if that's wrong. Just 
Yes, we have. <laughs> I'm going to say, I guess if I could do it to the Flintstones, I could do it to my own doc- documentary. <laughs> Can, can we mention this too? Because, and I didn't know this till the last time I saw this movie when we were in Los Angeles. There was another person, another filmmaker making There's this two same other, documentary. There, there are two, two other documentary makers. There's making. two? I got to tell you something. <laughs> yeah. 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 What the no, fuck? No, no. You know Chad, the guy that, that was a street performer, the Ch- mad Chad, the chainsaw juggler. He was making one a long time ago. But oh. Yeah. But, but his is just me and two other guys. Yeah. The, cool. The, the guy that <laughs> this this is gonna blow your mind. Yeah. Now, now, now. <laughs> All right. So give me that fucking fish hook. <laughs> <laughs> this guy was this this other guy was making a documentary. Two years he's been working on it, and Steve comes up to me and goes, "Hey, we want to do a documentary." And the guys who are doing it, uh, the guys that are they're interested. Uh, they won two Academy Awards. They're <laughs> what's their name? Oh. <laughs> Jonathan and Simon Chin. So, so yeah, I yeah. started with Lightbox, but then Lightbox, Lightbox moved on, and they, they were doing this Whitney Houston thing at the time, and they're like, we don't have time for this. Right. But Sarah Gibson, the producer from Lightbox, stayed on and produced us. That's yeah. right. So, so they had a connection with Lightbox. And so I, 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 just, I love Steve, and I love Joel, and I said, I'm gonna, I'm, I don't care about this. I'm, I'm going to do it. So we made the other guy wait to finish his documentary after he's already invested like 100 grand into it. You know, but... It was a different subject matter. It wasn't me and Joel. Right. It didn't have that kind of heart. It was just about me, and there's no heart involved there. So he came up to me a couple of weeks ago yeah. and listened to this. He tells me that he went to London, and he talked to Lightbox, and right. that they're interested in doing his documentary, <laughs> and that they're on board. Oh, Okay. No, it's not okay. I mean, what do you think about that? Let's get this I didn't reaction. know this was going to open up this. Uh, I know, I know. <laughs> this is, maybe the podcast isn't uh, over. Maybe. An interesting development. No, he's one. Maybe he's lying to me. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, look, the bottom line is I don't care where his ends up. I don't care where mine ends up. All I care about is the story and yeah. it being received well because I was privileged with and honored to, to uh, unfold this story via the medium of film and a documentary, and I'm very proud of it, so you, you that's to a, me all that you matters. You did an amazing job. Everybody who watches yours, yep. they, they, they cry, they laugh, they, it's got all the reactions that you need from an audience. But this new one is going straight to Netflix, it's got um, a wide distribution with... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding, I'm fucking around. <laughs> Hey, guys, by the way, tonight at 8 o'clock at the Tempe Improv, Jonathan will be there, and you can watch Chad's movie. Yeah, yeah. He's there. He's going to be there yeah. screening it over there. <laughs> and, uh, I heard it sold out, too, right? There's going to be food trucks, balloon animals, right. food and drinks. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be here's a good time. The, here's the weird fact. The other guy was this more or less waiting for me to die to finish his death. He wanted me to die for so free he could have the ending. But I didn't die, so he's floundering now, right? <laughs> he didn't care about that part. He just wanted to get... He, he did the right thing, you know? The other guy... Well, I a, wanted you to see The other guy's it. a ghoul. He's a ghoul. I, 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 I for sure wanted you to see it because, look, when we were filming, when, when you're doing the film and everybody's talking about the expensive energy you use as a performer, 
we were all nervous. And and yeah. one thing we couldn't put in the film that I wish we could, just the lighting, there's no lighting backstage, is when you did that second show at the Wilbur, uh, you come off stage and Anastasia goes out and performs for a minute. I think that was to give you a breather. But I had to lay down. You literally yeah. couldn't walk down no. the steps. You laid no. on the side. That's how bad I need applause. <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> it's so sad. But That's, I need that right. I need the, the limelight. <laughs> <laughs> Any more questions? <laughs> how, how busy is Joel tonight that he can't? Isn't he in town? Is Joel here? No, he's in. Uh, he's in Australia. Oh, he's in Australia. Yeah, he's, he's back in Australia. Oh, now. Yeah, he yeah. would be here if he was in the he States. Come on. In a heartbeat, yeah. I got to tell you, when you guys see, there's this great clip in Chad's movie, which you'll see tonight. It's, uh, it's so, like, <laughs> just try to watch. I know you're be eating those gourmet burgers, but just try to watch it. It's so goddamn good. It's like, he took a different spin. He wanted it to be funny. Uh, it's good. It's good stuff. <laughs> Well, I know that they... How did, you, wait, how did you come from Warren, Michigan to do what you're doing now? Uh, I moved. I, I, I also moved from uh, Warren. I lived in Phoenix for a year back in 95. Then moved to San Francisco in 2000... Uh, like, oh, 96, because my brother was living there. So then I started doing stand-up in San Francisco back in 96. And uh, then moved... So, yeah, we kind of have... So we have a real parallel career. Yeah, you, yeah. you went straight to San Francisco. Yeah. I went but, to Phoenix for a year. But he does comedy. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something about Chad's movie. <laughs> <laughs> so we do kind of have the same trajectory, but you went straight to San Francisco, and then I waited, and then was there in 96. Wow. But when I saw that you were from Fraser, I was like, oh my God, that's it's such a small little town near St. Clair Shores and near where I live. How small of a town is Fraser? Fraser's pretty small, right? Oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he missed the comedy train, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, the Stand Up Live, they do have another thing coming. Uh, we, we, we can't spend too much more time on stage. Uh, any last thoughts for Jonathan? Anything anybody would like to share? What? Awesome. Oh, thank you very much. I guess there's... For those... Thank you. Thank you all very much for... Um, I've had... I've had a, I just wanted to say one thing. I've had the best life in the world. I wouldn't change one thing about it. And uh, I'm married to a great woman now. I just, everything's great. And it's been that way from day one. I'm not a religious man. Uh, I just loved, I, I lived a charm life. I really have. And the fact that I'm still, if I died tonight, don't feel sorry for me ever. Don't feel sad about it. Because I've had a great time, man. Yeah. Great time. Can I, can I say something yeah, real quick? Yeah. Sure. Go ahead. I got, well, because obviously, I don't know, when people do get a chance to see the movie, there's one of my favorite, favorite scenes in the movie at the end, and I still get teary-eyed when I see it, is you with Joel years and years ago, the picture, yeah. and then fast forward to the picture today, same pose, same everything. It just, it really, no matter how many times I've seen that, it just brings yeah. a tear to my eye. The letters, so great. the letter, reading to each other the letters, I, mean, I just didn't want to do, that That was Steve's idea, right? It was yeah. all Steve, and he had to talk me into it, because I was like, that's corny. But it ended up being like the best thing, I think, one of the best things in the movie, and you were right. Gotta listen to this guy, he's smart, man. He, just, <laughs> he, knows, what, he knows what he's talking about, and he's one, one of the nicest men on the, the entire planet. You'll never meet a nicer guy than this guy here. Eh. Uh, but I, I tell you. <laughs> but then I don't know him like you do. So. <laughs> but Jonathan is, you are touring every now and then, right? Well, I, did, I do three, three or four dates a year. I, I, I'm going to be doing the 
two dates that you just saw me do uh, yep. Wil Wilbur Back Theater, Wilbur. Uh, and then I'll be at uh, Foxwoods Casino, and that's about it. Really, I don't work very much anymore. So. Neither does Steve. But he's working. I saw Steve's schedule. <laughs> I, I looked at your schedule and went, "I would love that schedule. That's such a great." Uh, you're every week. Grass is always greener, my friend. And it's not like like Ernie's Comedy Club. You're at the good places every week. You know, the good spots. Brad's yeah, Comedy Club. Spots, yeah. <laughs> Can I just say this? Do you think today? Because I know obviously your relationship with Joel blossomed years and years ago. But do you think in the climate that we're in in 2018, that you being an older guy could be frolicking with a young kid, a young boy yeah, like you were? Yeah. No. <laughs> I only think that. Because sometimes I miss fucking them. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, now. <laughs> That's why he's in Australia. He's not allowed near John. He's not 14 anymore. He's, just, he's like Menudo out. You're out. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, how about it for the amazing Jonathan, everybody? Thank you. The Gentleman's Dojo. Thank, Thank you guys you very, very much. much. Take care. So that is it. That is our final, final show of the Gentleman's Dojo. We did it live from Phoenix, Arizona, the All Things Comedy Podcast Festival 2018. And I got to tell you, I, I was there last year, second year there. Absolutely, absolutely amazing. And uh, I got to tell you, we couldn't have ended our run here at the Gentleman's Dojo in a better way than doing it live at Stand Up Live in Phoenix, had a great crowd, everybody there to see Always Amazing, the Amazing Jonathan documentary that Steve Byrne did and will be out soon. Everybody keeps asking me how can they find this movie if they didn't have a chance to see it during the screening or one of Steve's screenings here in Los Angeles. Uh, we will have more information on that soon. And if you follow Steve in any type of social media venue, it's at Steve Byrne Live. Uh, he will be releasing that information soon. But uh, for everybody, for all the guys, uh, I'm here in Burbank just wrapping up the show for Patrick Keene, for Steve Byrne. We absolutely had a great time doing this show. We can't say thanks enough to everybody here at All Things Comedy, to Bill Burr, to Al Madrigal, to Aaron, who runs this studio and makes sure all of these podcasts sound great. So thank you to Aaron, who is sitting over there, who ran the whole ship in Phoenix. Uh, it was absolutely amazing. I know that you were very thankful to get home on Sunday, Aaron. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, I, you know how popular that, that festival is, and we absolutely had a blast. That pop-up theater, the little stand there where everybody did their podcast was amazing. We got to jump into Good Times with Steve Simone. Uh, I'm sure that that will be posted soon. But just what a blast. I mean, this experience over the last couple of years has been truly amazing. And, again, we've had so many amazing, amazing guests over the years uh, just couldn't be any more thankful to be part of this network and to be part of this team with Steve Byrne and Patrick Keene. And I do believe uh, at some point sooner than later, uh, there will be new ventures and new venues and new ideas coming out as to other shows that maybe I will be doing on my own or Steve will be doing on his own, Patrick on his own, or maybe some collaboration of something. Uh, but please stay tuned to not only the allthingscomedy.com page, but to all of our individual social media pages as well. I'm at Canon Comedy, at Steve Byrne Live, at Citizen Keen. But uh, keep following us and we will keep you posted as to exactly what is going on. But again, thanks to everybody here for making this just truly an amazing, amazing experience over the last three years. We couldn't have done it without the help of this studio and Bill and Al and Aaron and Rachel and Michael and Brenton and everybody that 
work so hard behind the scenes to make us sound amazing. Uh, but I do want to mention one last thing. We've had so many, so many great sponsors over the years helping us uh, get this show in motion. And I got to tell you, a, a sponsor that we've had before that I just want to give another quick shout out to that's always been amazing to us is a company called ButcherBox. And I was fortunate enough to come home a couple weeks ago and see this great big box uh, on our porch. And I knew what it was because we'd gotten one before. Uh, but they are amazing. They deliver healthy, 100% grass-fed and grass-finished beef, free-ranged organic chicken, um, and heritage breed pork. Uh, the incredible quality of Butcher Box uh, meats start with the commitment to raising animals humanely and free of antibiotics and hormones. Uh, this is what's great about the boxes. They each contain 8 to 11 pounds of meat, which is enough uh, to feed uh, 24 individuals uh, to make 24 meals, or in my case, it's three. Uh, you can choose from five different type boxes. They have an all-beef box, a beef and chicken, beef and pork, a mixed box, or a custom box. Um, basically how they work, it, this is so great. Uh, you choose uh, your curated boxes, including uh, the mix of high-quality beef, chicken, and pork, or you can customize, like I said. Uh, the meal is frozen at the peak of freshness in an individual vacuum-packed, biodegradable packaging, um, and all meat is delivered right to your doorstep, which is basically what I saw when I got home, which was great. Um, it's high-quality. It's healthy. Um, you can definitely count on this stuff to be absolutely amazing when you open it. Uh, the selection is amazing. Uh, the finest selections uh, makes it that much easier to figure out what you want when you're ordering it. Because obviously, for me as a comic, making meals is hard at night. Uh, sometimes I just end up going out and trying to save money. And this is so much easier because it's already there. I can't cook. I don't cook. It's very difficult for me to make any type of meal. So the fact that this is there and it's so simplistic to throw on the grill or throw in the oven... That's what makes it the best. We had my wife and I had a couple burgers last night. They were absolutely amazing. So if you're like me and don't have time or you don't have the energy or don't feel like spending a lot of money on fast food, uh, this is the way to go. It's absolutely incredible. It's convenient. Uh, think of the butcher box as your neighborhood butcher delivered right to your door on dry ice. Uh, choose your delivery frequency with the customizable subscription. Uh, recipes are available on the Butcher Box website, and videos are available to follow along on the Butcher Box YouTube channel as well. The Butcher Box difference uh, meals come from humanely raised open pasture animals that are never fed antibiotics, hormones, or fatty filters. Again, for me, it's so great. I can just open up the box. I don't cook, but just to throw something on the grill and have it done in 10 minutes is absolutely incredible. Um, but I wanted to let all of our listeners know as we wrap up, uh, for $20 off your first box and a package of free bacon in every box, which their bacon is amazing, uh, for the life of your subscription, go to butcherbox.com slash dojo and enter dojo into the checkout. That's again, one more time, go to butcherbox.com slash dojo and enter dojo into the checkout. Uh, don't forget, uh, make sure that you're putting in Dojo so you can get the discount and enjoy the nice quality of meats that are sent right to your doorstep that my wife and I have been enjoying over the last uh, six, seven months. It's been amazing. Wanted to thank those guys for being such a nice sponsor to us. Uh, once again, thank you to everybody in Phoenix. Thank you to everybody who made the Gentleman's Dojo so much fun. Um, we couldn't be more delighted or humbled as to all of the people that came out to see the final episode at Stand Up Live for the always amazing screening. Uh, again, my thanks go out to everybody. Uh, thank you guys for being loyal. Thank you for 
constantly tweeting at us, uh, Facebooking us, Instagramming us. It means the world to us. And uh, we will definitely, definitely, definitely see you back on the All Things Comedy channel very soon, whether it's together as a group or individually. We will definitely see you back soon. So keep checking in with us here on our social media pages and at All Things Comedy for a I guess a little uh, checkup as to what's coming up. But uh, thank you to everybody. I've been one of your hosts, Gary Cannon, for the Gentleman's Dojo. And we will see you guys again very, very soon. I can promise you that. Uh, And ending out the Gentleman's Dojo, uh, Semi-Sonic. Here we go. Closing time